There's a man I recently heard of out in Berlin who gauges where we are at in the year based on what type of pie he is currently eating. It might be peach pie season, rhubarb pie season, apple pie season, something like that. In my family, the big thing was, is meat pie, and that usually means it is winter. But have you ever tried humble pie? It's actually a type of meat pie which uses deer innards as the main ingredient. It was during the Middle Ages when the word for the deer innards was umble, and over time an H was added. And we have the same word with a different meaning of humble as well. But I like venison. To me, that type of pie doesn't sound very good. Nobody really wants to eat humble pie. But of course, humble pie refers to another experience. We've all had to eat humble pie at some time, and surely we will each undergo humble pie again. It's when we experience some humiliation and then have to apologize for our mistake. Doesn't taste very good. Humble pie gets a bad rap. Yet we need humble pie. It's good for us. It is an antidote to sin. In the parable in the gospel, Jesus mentions how if someone takes the most honorable seat at a wedding feast, he or she will be served an early dessert of humble pie as the host gives his or her seat to someone else and escorts the person to the lowest seat. Humiliation is a way that God uses to help us grow in humility. And humility, Jesus says in many places in the gospel, is the way to eternal life. But what is humility? Humility is seeing ourselves the way God sees us, and it means to live within the truth about oneself, attributing the good as gifts from God. So it means seeing ourselves as God sees us and living within that truth, attributing the good to God as his gifts. For example, if you know that you're good at something, then humility demands that you acknowledge it and use that gift. It would be a false humility, for example, to be an expert golfer and say to everyone before your shot, oh, I'm so terrible, this is not going to go well. Yet an expert golfer would need a slice of humble pie when he or she says, this one's going straight in the hole, everybody look at me. And so then God permits the ball to go into the drink. Humility is the opposite of pride. And pride is the root of all sin, going back all the way to the Garden of Eden. So then humility is the antidote to sin. If Jesus came to free the world from sin, then it made sense that he did it through an act of humility. It was through an act of humility that Jesus saved us. St. Paul says that Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, 
did not grasp at that divinity, but humbled himself, obediently accepting death, death on a cross. Since that is the case, we too need humility. Jesus says that those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. That is to say, to grow in the virtue of humility, we either need to practice it, or God will send us humiliations to help us. One way to practice humility is to meditate on humbling oneself in prayer. Now, if you pray to God for more humility, then get ready for humiliations to come. It doesn't feel good, but how necessary it is to live a happy life in freedom. So, let's pray. The Litany of Humility was written by Cardinal Mary Duvall. It is a prayer for God to take away our prideful desires and replace them with humble desires. I'm going to lead us in it now. If you grabbed a card in the way, and great. Otherwise, I'm going to lead it in a way that you don't need to have it in front of you. And as we go through this prayer, you may notice how it enlightens the false happiness that pride offers, a false happiness focused on oneself. There is one line that's difficult. It says, from the desire of being loved, deliver me, O Jesus. It's for two things. One, we tend to seek love in the wrong places, and that leads us to pride and sin. And two, we're already loved infinitely by God. So to ignore that would be prideful. That's why that line is in the prayer. So there's two different responses throughout this. Let us pray this prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. The response is, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire, from the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being slandered or calumniated, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, O Jesus. The response is, now, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, 
that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.